0: With joy and gratitude, let us pray. We are gathered, God, with hearts and minds filled with thanksgiving. We are thankful for professors who day after day, course after course, inspired a sense of investigation and wonder. We're thankful for students who have responded to the challenges of learning with dedication and discipline inspire in each of us a deep sense of lifelong learning, that we may continually find joy and mystery in you, in your world, and in each other.
1: Amen. Please be seated. Good morning on a snowy May day. St. Olaf College dedicates the first Friday of May to recognizing the outstanding academic achievements of our community in a celebration that we call Honors Day. Welcome to all of you who have come to be part of our festivities. I would like to extend a particular welcome to the members of the St. Olaf College Board of Regents who are meeting on campus today and who are demonstrating their commitment to fostering academic excellence by attending Honors Day in academic garb. I invite them to stand, and I invite you to recognize them with a round of applause. Thank you. I now call upon the Provost and Dean of the College, Dr. Marcy Sorter. Who will lead us in these proceedings? Marcy?
0: Thank you, David. Honored Regents of the College, President Anderson, faculty members, students, friends, and families, we come together in this place to celebrate the best of what is achieved at St. Olaf College. Today is the day to name and honor those students who have distinguished themselves academically. The students recognized today represent academic excellence in all four class years and in every discipline. Students, those of you who are honored today here are here thanks to hard work and innate skill and also thanks to the help of many others. We will recognize some of those people here today But each of you know each of you knows who are the friends, professors, mentors and family members who have given you the tools, the helping hand, the emotional support and sometimes the bracing challenge that resulted in your presence here today. So just as we honor you, the students, for your academic accomplishments, this is the day when we honor the many people who have helped bring you to this time and place. We honor the donors, alumni, and friends of St. Olaf College. Through their gifts of time, talent and treasure, they open doors for students and sustain the college in its worthy mission. Will the donors of scholarships and awards who are with us today please stand? Those who establish scholarships and awards are focused directly on students' success, and we thank them for their vision and their strong support of St. Olaf students. We also honor the parents and other family members of the students recognized today. Will the parents and family members still stand, please stand? Students, long before you came to St. Olaf, your family helped set the path that brought you here. And we appreciate their love, guidance, sacrifices, and commitment. Last, will the St. Olaf faculty please stand. In ways that are obvious now, and in ways that you may not discover for years to come, your professors have been at the foundation of your education. It is their job to lead, and sometimes to urge you to lead, to challenge, and sometimes to comfort, to fascinate you with their subject, and to insist on accuracy and sound reason. And so we thank the faculty for the part that they play in your achievement. I will now recognize students who have earned special honors and special awards. I ask that we hold our applause until I have finished announcing each group. Fulbright scholars, please stand as I read your names. Christelle caballero Socedo, Lauren M. Carlson. April E. Curtis. Kelsey E. Klein. Martha E. Nielsen. Bryn E. Rathjen. And will the Goldwater Scholar please stand, Stefan Mellum. And will next year's RAND Scholar, Serena L. Robinson, please stand to be recognized. And will the senior members of Phi Beta Kappa please stand, who are members of honor societies, please rise as I read your name, uh, read the name of your honor society, and remain standing until all have been named. Anthropology, lambda, alpha. Biology, beta, beta, beta. Chemistry, phi, lambda, epsilon. Classics, eta, sigma, phi. Economics. Omicron, Delta Epsilon. English, Sigma Tau Delta. French, Pi Delta Phi. History, Phi Alpha Theta. Leadership, Blue Key. Music, Pi Kappa Lambda. Neuroscience, Neuro Psi. Nursing, Sigma Theta Tau. Philosophy, Phi Sigma Tau. Physics, Sigma Pi Sigma. Political Science, Pi Sigma Alpha. Psychology, Psi Chi. Religion, Theta Alpha Kappa. Russian Language and Area Studies, Dobro Slovo. Service, Alpha Phi Omega. Sociology, alpha, kappa, delta. Theater, alpha, psi, omega. For those students receiving general honors, please rise by class and remain standing until all have been recognized. Class of 2013. Class of 2014. Class of 2015. Class of 2016. And international students who have distinguished themselves. It is now my great pleasure to introduce our Honors Day speaker, Howard Thorsheim, class of 1963 and professor of psychology and neuroscience. The subject of Howard's talk is neuroscience and our life together in community. Neuroscience itself is the product of an interdisciplinary scientific community that brings together the knowledge and perspectives of physics and biology, chemistry and psychology and it forms connections with disciplines in the humanities, the arts, and social sciences. Howard's work helps identify the kinds of connections that make meaning and form communities. But Howard is not simply a student of the connections that form communities. He is a practitioner as well. His work draws on connections that he has made with scholars here in the U.S. and internationally. One of Howard's current projects is the development of a digital textbook that will introduce neuroscience to a broad range of students. Media rich and interactive, it opens wide the doors to this field of study. Using new technologies to reach out to others in new ways and to explore new connections and new knowledge is the sort of thing that we hope that you, the students here today, will be doing over a lifetime as well. And so. These and many other reasons, please join me in welcoming Howard Thorshine.
2: Good morning, Dean Sorter. Thank you for your kind words of introduction, you were very generous. President Anderson, Dean Sorter. Members of the Board of Regents, colleagues in faculty, administration, and staff, alumni, friends of the college who support the work of this college through your generous gifts, other guests, and today especially you students and your families and friends who support you. I want to add my congratulations to you students Being honored today for your achievements and those who have supported you along the way, especially your family members, teachers, and friends. It is an honor to be with you today, and I appreciate the invitation to share some thoughts with you on this occasion. Because your minds and behaviors have been actively involved in your achievements, I decided to share some ideas from neuroscience that connect the activity of all of our minds and behaviors to our life together in this place. My title, therefore, is Neuroscience and Our Life Together in Community. What is our life together in community? Well, when we look around us today, we see many gathered here to honor you students for excellent achievement in the liberal arts, family, friends, and others assembled. You simultaneously are members of several parts of this community on campus, such as majors, honor societies, dormitory corridor and pod groups, music organizations, teams, study groups, committees, and other ensembles. Outside of this college, you are members of towns, counties, states, regions, and other countries. What does neuroscience have to do with our life together in community, one might ask? Well, as Dean Sorter said, neuroscience is a multidisciplinary and interdisciplinary study of living organisms with nervous systems, to put it very briefly. Part of neuroscience includes the study of the interaction of our active human brains, minds, and behavior with our physical and social environments, our community, some of the ideas that Dr. Rasmussen has shared with us this week. Neuroscience is important for our life together in community because neuroscience helps us to understand how our minds work when we learn, when we think, when we feel, and how we interpret and when we interpret our experiences. Today, students, we honor your stories of achievements. We honor you who have achieved and honor those who have helped you. Our minds are filled with stories, stories of what we see and hear stories of what we remember, understand, think, feel, and do. The activity of our minds builds connections among our stories. It's a way our minds work. Sharing our stories, including celebrating them on occasions such as this Honors Day, is a way we make connections with one another, create communities of shared values, meanings, and mutual support, and also see, listen to, and support others whose values and meanings may be very different from our own. We all have filters, we could call them, through which we observe and develop our understandings of the world. The importance of our listening carefully to one another as we share our understandings with one another is that we may get a more contextual picture. That's an important liberating aspect of the liberal arts. Here are two brief vignettes that illustrate how our brains work. First, our own brain activity varies from moment to moment. We ourselves may see and hear the same things in different ways at different times and on different occasions. Neuroscientist Roger Dumas has converted human brain activity to sound representations in order to study them. Signals from the participants' brains are recorded as they draw shapes with a joystick, such as a pentagon, a triangle, and other shapes. In a moment, you will hear a 15-second sample of Dumas's sound representations from one person's actual brain activity as she was drawing shapes, pentagon, triangles, and others. The various tonal voices you will hear represent activities from various parts of the brain. Listen to the beauty that you will hear in the next 15 seconds. In what you just heard, the beauty of the brain, signals from various areas of the brain were converted to sound. The changing sounds were derived from what we could call communities of neurons working together. In our own heads, we have such communities, ever-changing activity of our living brains. What you heard perhaps sounded like only one part of a more complete piece, suggesting perhaps that others' brains could, in a sense, play other parts in community. Here's a second brief vignette about how our own brain activity varies from moment to moment. Research conducted with an instrument called Functional Magnetic Resonance Imagery, or FMRI for short, shows how particular areas of our brain are activated, or light up in a sense, depending on what we are doing, such as processing language, paying attention, singing, thinking, feeling, reading a poem, or are engaged in various physical activities. Interestingly, the patterns of brain activity among people doing the same thing are both very similar in important ways and vary from person to person in important ways, individual differences. Given our college's Norwegian roots, it's important to note the work of neuroscientist Kenneth Hoogdahl, head of the FMRI group at the University of Bergen in Norway. Hugdahl's recent research received the highly competitive Advanced Award from the European Research Council for a remarkable set of findings. Some of the findings were from studies with persons suffering from a particular kind of schizophrenia who hear voices that these persons conclude are from people who are not present but voices that sometimes tell them to behave in certain ways. Interestingly, the FMRI research shows that the same areas of their brains light up when they are hearing what we would call hallucinations as in our brains when we hear someone actually speaking to us. They are actually hearing voices. This is an important difference as healthy people We can hear ourselves think and talk covertly to ourselves, but we know it is our thought and not someone else telling us what to do. However, the FMRI work is really important and symbolizes the contributions of neuroscience to be helpful in so many ways. Through research that has not yet discovered the origin of the stimulation in the brain that is causing these voices to be heard, Hugdahl's research already suggests the promise of new forms of treatment for these people who are suffering from these auditory hallucinations with perhaps fewer medications. The treatment would include training patients suffering hallucinations, hearing other people's voices in their heads to tell the difference between the hallucination and real voices of someone speaking, a terrific advance. Research on mind-body interactions has grown out of an interesting historical debate about the place of mind as a topic of scientific research. A few months ago, I was using the Cornell University archives to explore a particular collection of letters located there. The letters were ones I thought might shed light on a debate in psychology at the beginning of the 20th century. A debate about whether psychology should focus on the study of the mind and the contents of consciousness, or should focus on behavior and what it does. My particular interest was to glean some idea from the letters about the personal relationships among intellectual giants participating in that debate. One giant in the debate was named Edward Bradford Titchener. Titchener's position was that psychology should study the mind and the contents of consciousness and what the mind does. Another giant in the debate was named John B. Watson. Watson's position in the debate was that psychology should study behavior and what bodies do. I was delighted in what I found in a 1923 letter from Titchener to Watson. In the last paragraph of his letter to Watson, Titchener wrote the following, I think that our trust in each other is pretty well established. Whatever may be our differences of intellectual outlook, I always rejoice to confound the current notion that differences of opinion must necessarily lead to personal enmity. How refreshing. (laughs) It reminded me of stories from the not-so-distant past of political giants in the United States who could be passionate about their ideas, debate those ideas vigorously during the day, and then at the end of the day go out for a friendly dinner with one another modeling vibrant and civil life together in community. It turns out that the views of Titchener and Watson are both needed. Mind, the contents of consciousness, and what the mind does, think, feel, etc., and behavior, are at the core of the mind-body research such as Professor Hugdahl's fMRI research and at the core of our life together in community. Indeed, It is the stories of active minds and behavioral achievements that we honor today in our life together in community on Honors Day. Just a brief note about stories. Some years ago, colleague Bruce Roberts and I conducted a large federal research project with 10,000 people in 24 communities. From it, we learned that when people share their life stories with one another, it's empowering for both the person telling and the person listening a two-way street. Life stories include stories of events like today's Honors Day, stories of ideas, stories of relationships, stories of highly abstract and theoretical knowledge, stories of anticipation, stories of joy, and, in life, sometimes stories of difficult times. Sharing such life stories with one another has been said to put us at a place where minds meet, Where things are not the same to all who see them, and where meaning is fluid. Through sharing all kinds of life stories, we all learn from one another and have the opportunity to support one another. It's important to tell our stories with one another, our research showed, as we do when we gather as a community, like today. Because our own brain works differently from moment to moment, and brains among different people work differently how we understand the world will differ. We learn more about what our own story means to ourselves when we hear ourselves telling it, and when others tell us back what they hear and understand. When we listen to another's story, we may discover a piece of ourselves in their story, some common ground in our life together in community. We may each help one another discover our own voices and learn to respect the voices and views of one another, a civil, mutually empowering experience. Colleague Bruce Roberts and I learned in our research that to be invested in community is a good thing both for the investor and the investee. To invest in community is to be engaged in honorable activity with others in mutually supportive ways. That is true when our minds and brains work as we hope they will work and result in honorable achievements. It's also true. When our brains and minds do not work as we hope they will work due to accident, disease, or other circumstances. In all of this, as unique individuals with unique talents and voices, we can contribute to our life together in community with civility, in honorable words and deeds throughout our lives. At the hymn said, Bearing Fruit in a World of Doubt, it's an honorable calling Again and finally, congratulations to you students for honorable use of your brains and minds and for your achievements. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Howard, for a timely and encouraging talk. Let me add my congratulations to all of the students who have been recognized today for your academic achievement. We're proud of you. And let me also add my thanks to everyone in this room who through a gift to the college has helped support the efforts of our students towards uh, success in college and a productive and useful life afterwards. I'm gonna invite everyone here to a reception in the crossroads of Buntrock Commons immediately following this ceremony. There'll be uh, coffee and sweets. Now I invite you to please stand while we sing from from the college hymn loudly. After that
0: And now may our God of great grace and love bless your every journey this day and always. Amen.